Welcome back, everybody, to another episode as I restart this episode up again. Um, I tried recording yesterday, got interrupted in a phone call, and it kind of just threw off my whole momentum of the episode. But let's get this one working. Got a couple things we're going to talk about. First, we're talking about Kong versus Godzilla trailer teaser that just dropped. And while we did talk about it for a cool 10 15 minutes, I lost my train of thought like 10 minutes or 12 minutes in, and then. I was like, dang, I don't even want to restart it. So I'm going to just start it over. We're talking that. We're talking The Mandalorian. And we're also talking Jonathan Majors Kang. What is going on and what is going to happen? So let's get into the first thing as I start building this podcast here for you guys. Um, it's a beautiful 420 blazing day today. Uh, about 2.30 in the afternoon. Obviously 420, 2023, 4.20.20 three anyways um kong versus kong x godzilla so kong and godzilla the new empire the next installment in this monsterverse that's going on and i don't know it's not necessarily a monsterverse more so more so as it is just big monsters in action i don't really see it as a verse yet for it to be a verse it would have to pull other things out there uh, I mean the monsterverse is so big it can't be a verse because the MCU is a um, multiverse but that's because it's people and people are so small they can't be everywhere at, some, at one time let alone they're not taking on a galactic threat like um, Galactus or Thanos or anything like that they're just using their powers to take on their people and then they eventually team up Godzilla and Kong have yet to really face a galactic level where there's a bunch of them. Well, they are building the mythology around it, and I do like that they're fleshing it out. And eventually, and hopefully a long time from now, after you know several more films come out, we do get a cherry on the cake and being like, okay, we're wrapping it up with Godzilla versus Godzilla and Kong, and maybe another. Kaiju or two involved, maybe Pacific Rim. I mean, that was that was my hope from the jump, like bring Pacific Rim into the mix. Uh, and I think eventually we'll get there. I think they're going to mechanize a robotic person. Maybe we'll give Mecha Godzilla, but piloted by um, Jaeger pilots. Maybe we're going to get that, and that has been done with Mecha Godzilla in the past. He had pilots. Um, I think it was Kyoto that was had the pilots. Anyways, and then they fight, you know, Astro Ghidorah or maybe Gigan, you know, an army of Gigans. You know, maybe it's going to have to take the four of them to fight, you know, a big beast or two big beasts. Or maybe just a brand new, it doesn't have to be the same people. Um, I would love for them, that to happen, although it doesn't have to happen. I, I like them fighting each other. I like them fighting and killing off. I mean, they... We, I could do with like five more movies at minimum, maybe ten more. But as long as there's money involved, and that's always a big, um, like a, like I'm like, damn, I need needs to make a half a billion dollars. It, it can't, they can't spend a hundred million dollars making it and only make a hundred million dollars an opening weekend, you know, and then like thirty million dollars a second. It needs to make two hundred million opening weekend. Two hundred fifty million needs to make a hundred million the next. Uh, and another 80 million and another 
50 million in overseas, get a grand total of like 60, 70 million and pump it up to the half a billion. Because that's like the target now for these franchises to keep it going. It's like a half a billion dollars, which is was the case with Mario. Mario's greenlit. I think they're greenlit for like a whole series, a whole, tri- for sure, a trilogy. Uh, Sonic is from the jump. Once the first one came out, I didn't see it in theaters, but the second one came out. I mean, that, that's greenlit for a trilogy and some spinoffs, which is what I heard. But back to the Kong versus uh, Godzilla Kong, the new empire. Um, what I actually am looking at in my eyes is I actually think that the Kong you see on the, on the chair or on the throne is actually the King Kong and not the Kong that you think. I, I mean, and I dug into this. I think that's the, actually the King Kong. Kong that you see in Skull Island, he was the king of Skull Island, yes, but he was not... Nobody claimed him being King Kong. I think, actually, King Kong's going to post up on both Godzilla and regular Kong, and they're probably going to give him some, some powers. Uh, they're probably going to give him the power of electricity, uh, which was, I think, was... Uh, you know, missing a little bit of the Congress Godzilla, but they're going to give him power of electricity, maybe. Um, and I think people have already high def that picture out. It's essentially an orangutan, and orangutans. If you're a primate and you like animals, and you watch Discovery and all that Nat Geo shit throughout the years, like I have Shark Week, you already know there's certain classes of apes that, as me as a man, you don't fuck with. Uh, high up on those lists, I think the top tier primate you do not fuck with is a chimpanzee. Chimpanzees, I mean, silverbacks, yeah, they're gonna crush you, kill you, okay, but that's because they just literally overpower you. Um, but they're not known for their natural aggression towards humans. They're just not. They're, they're not naturally aggressive towards humans. They are big. They are, but they're more relatively calm. Um, yeah, people take precaution around them, but they're they're calm. The ones who are the violent ones who show an incredible incredible amount of animosity towards people and humans in general and just in their own tribes. The chimpanzees, uh, I mean, I would not. If you go into a silverback habitat, I mean, Harambe, I mean, the, you remember Harambe. Harambe was the internet meme several years ago now. Um, who got the kid, but they didn't kill the kid. They ended up killing Harambe for the kid. Um, again, that's one of those kind of things you kind of take into context. And I kind of think Kong is of the of the silverback type of you know primates. It's just a really. Old, I mean, he's not doesn't have the features of uh, silverback, but I mean, he. I would class him in that kind of a class. Chimpanzees. Uh, are a whole nother level of wicked. I mean, you can go online and just look at all the chimpanzees' disasters, um, and they and they really they they tear your face off, they bite your fingers off, they castrate you, they do everything but fucking kill you. And then eventually they would. I think they would kill you if you you were there long enough. But rip your face off, um, and to be fucking eating a person's face—that's a whole level of crazy. And then they want to. Eat your fingers, eat your toes. They they know something about ripping your genitals off. Um, 
permanently maiming you like that. I mean, there's instances throughout the United States history where these chimpanzees go absolutely fucking wild. And that's not even the worst of it. The orangutans, um, while they're not known for the level of aggression, they're just, I, I, in my eyes, they're a step below human conscience level. And maybe it's just the fact that we've never let them evolve. Maybe it's the fact that they didn't evolve the right way. Maybe it's a factor of, you know, they just need more time. Because you look at an orangutan, how smart they are. They use tools. A lot of primates, but the orangutans are, are specialities at using tools to get what they want. Um, and you amplify that out by a million. Maybe that's the Kong that showed other Kongs the primates, how to defend themselves against the Godzillas. And I kind of think that that's where they're going with it. But I kind of feel like what's really going to force things into order is the humans are going to be in the hollow earth wanting to set up dominion and the orangutan Kong or King Kong as it was is going to put an end to that. And the humans are going to try... And Kong will not... Um, pull his weight against that Kong. And, you know, not want to. And I think they're going to try to convince Godzilla to come down there. And they're going to do a number on Godzilla. And I, I don't even think that's the main villain. I just think he's going to put to order. I think he's going to demonstrate to Godzilla that he can take him out... Uh, Easily, if he wanted to, just how uh, Godzilla showed dominance against King Kong, I th- or against Kong, I think King Kong would set up dominance towards Godzilla in maybe perhaps the be- early in the movie, while re- while revealing that hey, this is not that he doesn't necessarily like Godzilla or Kong. It's just that he's the most powerful one down there, and. He's, they have some sort of uneasy truce with another beast that, um, you know, they set a peace a long time ago. They control one half of the Hollow Earth and the, and the King Kong controls the other. Um, and they don't mix and there's an easy, uneasy truce. But once that truce gets broken, um, once the humans eventually trip the balance, I think it'll be King Kong and Godzilla in... And regular Kong, and I think that's what it's gonna be. Obviously, this very early, I'll be real early to say. I hope they go backwards in time. I kind of want the war between the Kongs and Godzillas to take place. I would love for something. I mean, who doesn't? You're a kaiju fan. You you love the prospect of what's going on out there. Um, and again, I'm about ready to reach this 11, 12 minute mark. This is when the phone call came in and fucked my shit up last time. But I'm excited for Congress, Godzilla. The Apple series, Apple series TV uh, Monarch special is coming out hopefully sometime before the end of this year. We're, we're, we're going to get a trailer for that too. So they're going to start building up the hype for the movie. They're going to start building up the hype towards the, the MonsterVerse. And we're going to keep it pushing. Uh, on this channel, I'm a big Godzilla fan. I just bought me a Mecha Godzilla Funko Pop at the mall the other day. I've been looking for that motherfucker. Uh, and I found it for like 10 bucks. I, I, I don't want to cheat and buy it online. I want to go and find it in the stores. Like an OG. You know. Sometimes when you order stuff online. It takes away the. The like. That wow factor of like. Oh shit look at that dope hat. Like. 
you know, your favorite team. Or, oh, look, they have this jersey with the, you know, the classic, you know, logo. Or, or are you getting a poster from, like, a Comic-Con? Like, there's just something about me seeing random Godzilla items in the wild. Like, I have been looking for Mecha because I was looking for the other Godzillas. I think I got two Godzillas. I got a Godzilla Snow Globe. My girlfriend got me that. I got a Mecha Godzilla Funko Pop. Um, and it's just what it is. I mean, it's like, okay. Um, I found one in the wild and I got it. And I put it up and I'm going to cherish it, you know. I probably will get the Kong ones. I would love for them to make a Ghidorah one. I want them to make a Mothra one. Um... These are the ones that I like. I want to get the whole MCU. I just found fun- in Funko Pops. Uh, probably going to get the whole Hunter Hunter collection eventually. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do with so many Funko Pops. They're so neat. Um, and it's just what it is. They're kind of cool to have. Although and they're not worth $50. Cool. They're they're 10, 10 to 20 bucks. Cool. Only. Uh, but beyond that, the other random tidbit of information is you do see... A Godzilla skull and a Kong skull. Um, and I'm kind of just wondering if uh, I would love. I would love for them to make uh, Mecha Kong. Uh, I, I, I see. I if you know again. So now we got a, a drop in the bucket of where they're heading. I want five more movies. So what would ta- I, what would happen in this movie? Ideally for me is. Both Kong and Godzilla are defeated. Uh, let's cut off Godzilla's jaw. Um, to where he can no longer breathe his atomic breath. And, you know, he relies on the humans to build him back a jaw. Let's fuck up some of his dorsal fins. Uh, and let's give him a gaping wound that uh, he just can't get up from. Let's do that. Kong, let's rip his arm off. Let's rip a leg off. Let's uh, maybe not his head, but let's let's fuck up a good portion of his rib cage um, and build that back and get them both mechanized. Um, you know, in, in for a, a future battle, maybe not so far with Godzilla, but I would definitely I would be okay with them ripping off Kong's arm um, and maybe fucking up Kong's jaw, maybe his eye, giving him a, a robotic eye. Because you gotta, you gotta keep in mind, the robotic technology already exists now. They can full blown, and that's I think one thing people missed in the, you know, Congress Godzilla movie was that the tech now exists for them to make huge robotics, and people didn't even they didn't even think about it. They just were like, Mecha Godzilla's in the movies, Kong guys were getting the three of them. It's going to be a rumble, and it did well. And I, to me, I enjoyed it. But there's a sneak. They, they left a lot of Easter eggs in that movie. They're talking about Roswell. So I think Roswell. So this ape is not King Kong. Maybe it's a alien enhanced Kong. You know, they can go that route. You, you know, maybe the aliens that crashed in Roswell, maybe the ones that rode on the back of Ghidorah to Earth, wound up in Hollow Earth. And, did, and experimented on the Kongs there. And this is a genetically modified, way smarter orangutan, but also Kong-sized and able, that was able to wipe out, or, or so they thought, wipe out the Kongs and Godzillas in the Hollow Earth. That's their, that's their muscle. 
and that could be a thing anyways i got cut off again so yeah that that was a lot going on in the old mythology of the movies um guy gan was controlled by aliens there was there's a couple of them that were controlled by an alien faction even in their animated one they wanted to make mechagodzilla controlled by aliens and i think mechagodzilla was controlled by aliens as well um by an alien race and that's something that they could tap back into into this movie maybe they genetically modified an ape to be far more superior than any kong and that was able to withstand you know godzilla's attacks or an army of godzilla's attacks and essentially wipe them out you know i'm not so certain that they're gonna ride the coattails of kong now or uh godzilla being the last of his kind um and i hope they i i i finally want to see two regular sized godzillas on the screen and show some interaction and not dumb interaction like which was uh, as far as much as people love destroyer versus godzilla in that series in that movie um junior godzilla was wiped out fairly quick and then big godzilla came in and just had a meltdown i think that's kind of dumb they could have had so much interaction between them, each other um you know i would love to see two two godzillas uh you know fucking atomic breathing the fuck out of a victim I, that's something i would love to see i would love to see a, a godzilla and another one tussle you know mano a mano with the big ass mod that was something that i i've always wanted to see that that would be dope you know two very different distinct godzillas you know one in the hollow earth that that never swam but he's more you know, maybe he's more lean because he walks around more often. Uh, he's a little bit more uh, ripped in that aspect, but also but carries the same traits, just evolved differently throughout the years. Maybe he's a little bit more, maybe he can run a little bit quicker. Uh, not not necessarily like Godzilla 98, but that's what I would like. I would like to see maybe a little bit, another Godzilla, a little bit more uh, lean, you know, not, not as aquatic, um, a different breath come out of him. You know, maybe he's more more tan instead of blue maybe he's more you know just slightly slightly like a different variation not necessarily a variant but one that grew up in the hollow earth and to see like two of them and kong take on this this big king kong and try to you know maybe that'd be a way to go uh, but we're gonna see i i would love to see two godzillas i would like to see the multiple kongs i would like to see a lead up to another movie I'd like to see I would just like to see some shit so that's that I'm gonna get this uh get this episode going we're gonna up next we're gonna talk about Mandalorian and that season three was fucking good man I mean right up there was season one season two was kind of a you know season two had another hard ending uh, season two the Mandalorian you know what the Mandalorian was a really good series through and through three solid endings um you know, three solid endings to to the series. Uh, you couldn't ask for much better from the Star Wars um, mythology and Disney. Disney gets a tip of my hat on this last one too. The war on Mandalore and and Grogu being set up as uh, Din Grogu now. I, I mean, they couldn't ask for much better. And they and there's things. I, when are they going to get back to the Mythosaur? What's going to happen with uh, Bo-Katan Kree? We we got a lot of things to discuss here. Dark Saber is now gone. 
who what's who actually owns the dark saber because is is Grogu entitled to it? Uh, because essentially, Moff Gideon beat both um, Bo-Katan, Kreon, and uh, Din Djarin. Uh, and if it wasn't for Little Master Din Grogu coming in, I mean, they might they might have been defeated. Uh, while it is that Grogu annihilated Moff Gideon himself, he just well, actually, but you know what? But then again, the captain that flew out is actually the one who defeated Moff Gideon, who sort of defeated. But so who is the owner of the Darksaber? Uh, but we'll come back and talk about that shortly. I'm going to talk about how good it was. Hang tight. Good morning, everybody. I'm back. So let's continue this discussion about The Mandalorian Season 3 and where it ranks in... Um, basically where it ranks in the three season that is. Are we going to get a fourth season? I don't know. I kind of feel like Grogu and Din Djarin's story are basically unless something I mean, I don't know how greedy Disney wants to get. I think it should end it there. Three seasons. Uh... They took back their homeworld of Mandalore. They killed Moff Gideon and his clones. We got to see the rise of the Praetorian Guards. Uh, we now know that Grogu is adopted by Din Djarin and is not Din Grogu. Got to see the Darksaber destroyed. Um, epic. I mean, the the season finale was really good. Actually, the last couple of episodes were really good. I actually the whole season was really good. I don't know. I think a lot of people got a lot of hate for Star Wars, and I think they could just nitpicking bullshit. Mostly, I think it's white people nitpicking the bullshit because white people swear that only white people are going to be in space when it literally half of the world or three quarters of the world is black or brown if anything there's going to be more black people than there is black people or there's going to be more more black and brown people than there will be white people I just don't know the reasoning behind it I know the old Star Wars was all white whitewashed but that is just simply not the case in reality and also in reality if we're talking about it thoroughly, um, more, mostly the people that are first going to be in space and colonized are going to be the rich and famous. So as far as there being cameos, I think that's spot on. That The episode with Lizzo, Jack Black, Christopher Lloyd, uh, that episode was, to me, it was a good episode because... It had the cameos. I was like, oh shit, look, there's Lizzo. Oh shit, there's Jack Black. Oh shit, there's fucking Marty. And, no, not, why is it Marty? I can't think of his name, Back to the Future. Doc, it was Doc. Doc was in there. Like, that was cool as fuck. To me, that was cool as fuck. Uh, people just hate. I, I think that there's just a lot of hate online. There's a lot of negative hate online for no reason. No random reason. To me, the whole series was 
was fun. I liked the giant turtle kaiju in the beginning. Uh, I liked them fighting the fucking birds, and then they they end up training. They're gonna end up training the birds. They never got back to some of that stuff, but that's okay. The mythosaur is in there, which I kind of was like, okay, I wonder if, if anybody's gonna end up be riding the mythosaur. Um, but it's okay that they didn't get back to it. I, I feel that they just touched on it and left it open maybe for further interpretation down the road. Maybe we'll see some of these things. Like, they never got back to... Um, in the Mandalorian. They never went back to go visit Boba Fett. Which was okay. Um, I felt that the Boba Fett ended with the Mandalorian helping him. And that was just one little adventure. Like... I kind of feel like when they get to the Bubba Fett season two or the book of Bubba Fett, it'd be okay to have some of the characters, not all of the characters, but some of the characters from the Mandalorian show, like Bo-Katan Kree, a couple other ones. Now that it's all of the Mandalorian, including Bubba Fett, can now call Mandalore home. I wonder how that shapes up with Bubba Fett and his tribe taking over uh, the Hutt's homeworld you know, post the collapse of the Empire, you know, it can't, can, I don't know, canonically or whatever you call it, canically, the, all these events take place in between the fall of the Empire and the rise of the First Order. And, you know, the Republic is just essentially... Um, just barely getting its wings under. They don't have full grasp and control over it. They just liberated the galaxy. And much to the chagrin of people, I think that the there's an overall sense of feeling that the galaxy was better off under the Empire's control. Even though it was heavily militarized, heavily, heavily politicized, heavily... Um, you know heavily controlled I think there was a little bit more you know uh, far less uh, chaos going on there was just the rebellion against the empire and then we're gonna see eventually we're gonna see kind of like a fall of the republic in the rise of the first order before it gets set straight again so it'll be interesting to see how all of that takes and shapes place um, I kind of feel like looking at it now and seeing the, the newer of the Star Wars films, the, you know, The Last Jedi and The Rise of the Skywalker and all those one, the newer ones, episode seven, eight, nine, I kind of feel like that kind of talked about the end of the Skywalker saga, but they didn't talk about the rise of the First Order. They didn't talk about how the Rebellion and the Republic was kind of failing um, getting its wings under its under its belt. And I think you kind of see that in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian is like, well, we don't have the resources to protect um, the outer the outer rim. 
And they kind of essentially put the Mandalorians to do it. And I'm kind of wondering if... If that will be a theme going forward. If the Mandalorian once again get wiped out from their homeworld. Uh, who they end up beefing with. Who they're beefing with in between. Uh, the old Star Wars movies. The old trilogy and the very newest one. It'd be kind of interesting to see that. Uh and and also who is going to be the leader of the Mandalorian going in the future will it be Grogu indeed Grogu going to outlive most of the Mandalorian by himself and essentially he should be the wielder of the Darksaber going forward if it wasn't for him uh, everybody would have been bested in combat but it could also be the captain was the one that beat the one that downed the ship into Moff Gideon's base he could have been the one responsible for taking Gideon out who beat Bo-Katan he essentially beat her fair and square the only thing is Mando and and Grogu came to save the day so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that aspect of it going forward um, but a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal series. I took my cap to Star Wars. Star Wars make a really good series. Uh, I need Marvel, but it looks like Marvel's gonna step it up. We, we got the Secret Invasion trailer. Uh, we got two of them now. They look fucking phenomenal. Um, we got the Marvel's trailer looking phenomenal. We've got, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, almost upon us. We, we should do a little talk about that in a couple weeks. Uh, we got some things upon us very quickly here, and I'm kind of like, like yes, like Disney is once again gonna rule supreme, um, as they as they normally do. But going back to Star Wars, I I think that was a phenomenal. And the Shoka trailer looks absolutely amazing too. I, I mean, I'm gonna be glued to that motherfucker as well. We got Thrawn coming in, like we've got a Shoka coming in. God, I'm hoping for a mall, a Darth Maul appearance, a revamped Maul appearance. I'm hoping for possibly a Vader appearance. I'm hoping for a lot of appearances there. Or, I don't know, maybe not a Vader, but definitely... Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe a, a pre-Anakin. Well, I don't know. I don't know where... I think it's going to take place in between. Well, maybe there will be a Vader appearance. We shall see. Maybe she does come across Vader for an episode. Um, You'll be very interesting to see. If you don't know, which is... Well, I don't know if a lot of people know, but Ashoka is from the Clone Wars series. Uh, She is essentially Anakin's apprentice. Um, Even though he was never a Jedi Master. Even though... Obi-Wan was never really allowed him to be never was never really allowed to take him as an apprentice which was never really allowed by Qui-Gon which wasn't allowed by Yoda and company so she can Ashoka continues the line of these people were not supposed to be trained and be very interesting to see going forward what they do with Ashoka because I kind of feel like they have something there as well when she made an appearance in the Mandalorian uh a couple of was it last season season two uh and she was in a couple episodes i kind of felt like yes like that they, that's when they got green lit for 
let's make an Ashoka series and let's bring in some of these characters that uh, that you know and love and let's bring back some let, let's give her a whole thing let's make this work and that's what I kind of feel like I'm hoping they go that route I, I hope they don't kill her off and then that leads you again to what happened to Ashoka post the fall of the Empire uh, and you know where was she at in the events of you know the newer trilogy the Star Wars you know I mean it seemed like that was the, the, the end of the Jedi and perhaps it will be the end of the Jedi but as we all know there's still Sith out there and there's still going to be force wielders it's not the Jedi were just one aspect and I can think a lot of people get hung up on that because now Grogu is no longer Grogu is technically not considered a Jedi but he's a force wielder so I'm kind of wondering uh, if what other force wielders are going to be out there that they can just talk about and, and, and including Darth Maul's uh, story you know I kind of wanted like eventually he goes back to not he's not a Sith but he's just a, like gray a gray force wielder kind of somewhere in the middle and I'm just like wondering like how far they want to go with that and that's where I, I, I want to know is it possible we're going to season four of Mandalorian? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with the Mandalorian. Uh, it kind of, all of this kind of like story that they got building up between Obi-Wan, Mandalorian. Now we're going to get a show because they have the Bad Batch come out. Um, they have that Visions. I think they need another series or two before they start really chewing up a story for a movie. Although I did hear they are making some movies. I heard that they're going to bring back a, um, I can't think of her name Daisy Ridley's character um, and playing the, playing her role again as one of the last Jedi's not Finn why am I thinking fucking Finn but I I and that's one thing I don't know if they did they did they did Finn dirty too Star Wars fans did and Star Wars they should have let Finn wield the wield the saber uh, maybe one day down the road they will get back to it back to him I, I hope they do um, I really hope they do I really hope they get back into I want more Star Wars movies who doesn't love, love a good space, space movie uh, but I wanted more done so in the dark tone that Rogue One had. Um, that's more what I want to see. I don't give a fuck about the Jedi. I actually, uh, actually, you know what? I kind of do give a fuck about the Jedi, but I want more dark tone like, um, like Rogue One. Give me some more Star Wars movies like Rogue One. You know, something like that. If we're gonna have some Jedi wielding motherfuckers. Having come in at, at some moment of absolute desperation and time of need, and, and yeah. Oh, they also uh, Andor. Andor is a phenomenal one. So yeah, maybe they need like another series or two before. But Andor was kind of the lead up to, and I don't know if we're gonna get an Andor season two. Uh, 
Uh, that was a phenomenal spy movie. I love that one too. That was a dark, nitty gritty. Uh, I, I want to know if Andor will eventually cross together with the Mandalorian, but you know some of the him people. But I don't think so because Andor was pre fall of the Empire and Mando. But I don't know if there's a way that they could connect it. Uh, if they could connect Cassie and Andor and those peoples to the Mandalorian. Uh, maybe they'll find a way. We'll see. We will see. Uh, <coughs> but yeah, that's my wrap up of. If you didn't watch Mandalorian season one, two, or three, I, I highly recommend watching them all. Starts off with the bang season one. Uh, season two was great. You know, you had the Jedi come up. And then season three, I think, really was a standalone Mandalorian. You know, there wasn't, I don't, was there any Jedi? I mean, outside of Grogu, this was more of a, like a Mandalorian series. <laughs> um, and then going forward, I mean, I would love a season four. I would love like ten seasons, but I understand that this uh, this to me kind of felt like a finality of the Mandalorian series, and they're probably going to bring some of those character backs, some of those characters back in movies. Uh, I don't really feel that they were going to continue the show the way, especially the way it ended. It looked like it just ended, ended, like and they're going to leave you up for interpretation. Of what happens in between now and the next time we see them in movies or in other series. Which could be the case. We could see Grogu and Din Djarin in, in Din Grogu uh, appear in... Or Bo-Katan Kree appear in Ashoka. We don't know. That's, but I think Ashoka's already stacked and they don't even need to add uh, the, any Mandalorians in it. I think just based off of what I told you... Uh, is kind of like okay, like they don't really need all that. Uh, but that'll do it for you know the Mandalorian. Up next, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Kang troubles, and maybe do we'll talk a little bit about Metallica's album. We'll see. Uh, but hang tight, I'll be right back. Welcome back, or as I should say, I'm back, guys. So let's get this episode wrapped up here. Let's talk a little bit. About Jonathan Majors, aka Kang, aka uh, you know Marvel's you know villain over the next couple of years, aka you know the face of Marvel villainry. Uh, he's in hot water. What else can I say? Um, I mean, man, I just wish that you know. I don't know. I mean, supposedly it's it's all allegedly. It's not looking good. Um, will Disney be forced to be to recast? Did they learn anything from the Amber Heard Johnny Depp fiasco? Is there room for forgiveness? Can he get help? There's a lot of questions that I have in regards to that. Uh, and I won't really have an answer, and we won't really have an answer until he makes a public appearance again, until Marvel makes a move, or until he makes a move, or until the people that are alleging 
make all if they all once the first domino falls then they all fall but I'm kind of waiting for him to publicly make a move uh, he hasn't come out you know vehemently and declared like no this is not true these allegations are false or has not come out and said like hey you know what had an incident occur and I'm getting help like he didn't get out in front of it it's kind of just letting these things simmer back there and I mean it doesn't look good through and through I don't know what Marvel is going to do um but there's many of actors many of people I mean cancel culture is what it is I mean in theory can't have you know people that beat up you know women if that's if it does come to light that it is true that he put hands can't have I mean I don't really know if you can have him really be around people like you know you know the Marvel actors like Okoye or Shuri Ms. Marvel Captain Marvel you know let alone him interacting with the other actors on, on the male side like you know Marvel has built an extensive roster of not do-gooders but people that either that kind of stuff is behind them and they turn the new leaf into um or people that just are sort of decent people i mean so it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens there uh as it stands today i can't say it's time to get rid of them it, w- it won't be until something else pops up or until we get some more further Information about the situation. I did know he was dropped by his PR team, um, but that's nothing. I mean, they could have disagreed over money. They could have disagreed over any little thing. Uh, it's also possible that they didn't pay enough hush money, and that's part of the problem. Maybe not only was he dropped, but there was a mutual walking away. Could be a lot of things. It could be a lot of things out there. I mean. Ultimately, nobody knows what goes on behind anybody's four-corner walls when they go home. Nobody knows what goes on. You know, your business is your business. I mean, some things do come to light nowadays in these days of age with social media. But I just kind of feel like, you know, the Jonathan Major's trajectory is going up. On the conspiracy side, I kind of feel like he's... This is out there right now to build his villainy. Not necessarily to ruin his career, but to bring more attention to the star. I think this is all sort of an attention grab. I think it's a ploy um, for the people around him. Because, I mean, supposedly more victims came forward. And I don't like... I, I... uh, to a degree, I understand why victims don't come forward and things like that. But then again, I don't understand why they didn't come forward from the jump. You know, if this has been going on for the last couple of years, year, two or three, why not do it in the in the beginning? Why wait till all of a sudden he's on every billboard? He's in all these big action movies, Creed, Ant-Man. You know, he's done several other projects that I've seen him in. I just recently seen him in a Western with... Idris Elba and a couple other people. I don't know what that was about. My mom was watching it, and I kind of just tuned in. And was like, I was like, oh, there's Kang. Uh, and I just don't understand why it came out now. Like, you know, like to me that's kind of dumb. If, 
you know, especially in the age of social media where you waited a couple of years to line your pockets. I mean, you waited a couple of years to do what? Like, to do what exactly? Like, speak up, man up, you know. But people people will take both sides. Like, okay, you know, like, I don't understand it that way, but I kind of understand, okay, like, Maybe, okay, you wait because, you know, you just don't feel that it's an appropriate time. You don't want to have your name all over the papers or something. I mean, I don't know. We don't know. And in a genre, it kind of sucks that it's going on right now. Because the man can clearly act. Um, He has definitely a serious tone to him. But as was showcased in Ant-Man, Kang is a serious actor. The man can just seriously put together uh, acting. I mean, you take a look at Kang when he was um, fighting with Ant-Man. You get that version of Kang. He does look the part of a menacing villain. He does everything he says has a little bit of sense of gravity to it a little bit of weight to it it's not just filler talk um he is a little bit uber serious we've also seen him in the loki series being a little bit lighthearted. uh and then you've seen him take on like really comical roles in the after credit scenes of ant-man in the wasp you got you got to see him play what i thought was a European-esque, uh, uh, maybe kind of like a, yeah, like a, like if he spoke English, like an, an, you know, a London, a European accent, English, as a futuristic Kang, you've got to see him play what I, what I would assume was a pharaoh of old, and he looks like a pharaoh, like if he comes from the pharaohs of old. You got to play an ancient, you know, like, an ancient being. He, I mean, he fit all three roles pretty good. I mean, the man can seriously act. He doesn't look like the man uh, is lacking in acting. And then, you know, Creed. I didn't watch Creed, but you could just see it in the trailers. Like, some, some actors are one-trick ponies, like. But other actors can do can do it all. I mean, they can be whoever you want them to be. And I think Jonathan Majors has that ability. And I don't know. Again, I don't know if, he, if these accusations or these alleged domestic violence reports are very old stuff before Marvel knew. Who knows what Marvel's going to do, what Disney's going to do. Ultimately, the say-so about it is we're wait. I think everybody's waiting. We're on the heels waiting. And it's just like, to me, it's like, okay, we're waiting until when? Until the next bomb drops? Until next... Tentatively, has not been dropped by Marvel, and it is a big issue. But I kind of feel like... At the same time, I kind of feel like, to me, this is... All this stuff is coming to light because they're trying to tear him down. And I just kind of feel like these these things are not coming to light... They're only coming to light because now he's 
I mean, for the last six months, he's been really propped up and touted and like. So I don't know if these are money grabs. I don't. I don't know. Like, I, I myself. I mean, I understand it, but I don't, and I don't want to go back to the Pill Cosby. But I just don't get it. Like, perhaps because I'm just there's just some sort of separation between my reality and famous people's realities, and like, I don't know what goes on in. Again, I don't know what goes on in everybody's four corners or four walled rooms, you know. Aaron Hernandez was murdering people and going out there and playing football. I mean, you take that for what you take. OJ was, you know, OJ wasn't playing football, but I mean, things of the nature, just like, like that, like he's just unbelievable. Um, but again, you don't know. But again, I mean, is it something maybe he was guilty of in the past? Three, four years ago, two, three years ago, and now he's since gotten help and he doesn't do that no more. Could be a could be a thing too. Just don't know. Um, but we shall see. We're gonna put a big question mark right next door to Kang temporarily. If he has if he has to be recast, they can do it because it could just be another variant. Like hey, they called in the variants, and then you know, a simple spell changed the facial features of all of them. But it, in a sense, in essence, is a Kang. They can. I've heard John Boyega. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing like Denzel Washington come in as Kang. I mean, Disney could just really give. I mean, give Denzel. I mean, he's older. Let him be an older variant of Kang, and let him. You know, I, I all I can see is Denzel's. Give, give me training day Denzel as Kang. You know, that would be dope. I mean, there's other people that I'd like to see if the, if it has, does go sideways. Um, but I really hope it doesn't. But we shall see. Again, once again, we put a big question mark right by him, right? For tentatively, I don't think anything's going to happen because something would have already happened. There was overwhelming evidence and like a barrage of him just running around beating the dog shit out of women. I mean, I'm sure somebody would have already, something would have happened, but we shall see. Moving on. Uh, Metallica, 72 Seasons. And what is that album? Um, and Metallica's latest album, I've listened to it like three times through, four times through now. Uh, I do like the album, although it's not as the strongest Metallica album today, especially their newer stuff. Death Magnetic was much better, so was, um, the last one. I don't know if it was the one in between Death Magnetic and this one. Uh, instantly off the bat, what I do like about it is the sound quality. Um, the sound quality of it is amazing. Everything is pristine, crystal clear sounding. That could just be the Apple effect, but... Uh, the down parts about it, there's no ballads on there. None that I could make out. Um... And it is a bit monotone. Every song kind of has the same rhythm to it. But again, but I think that goes hand in hand with there's no ballad. There's nothing to chop it up. You know, it to me it's like it's a big long song with intervals. Uh, I did like the old school aspect of it where they were kind of like you could hear them talking in the background. 
in the beginning of songs or the end of songs. I really like that aspect. It made it feel like really old school. Uh, it does feel really like it, it's almost like if they took Kill 'Em All, um, and like done it up in nowadays sounding. Uh, there is some double pedaling in there, uh, but it is lacking a little bit of like something ballad esque. Maybe Metallica's done doing that shit, but they don't want to do it no more. Um, but I kind of feel aside from that, overall it's a good album. I heard that it's not doing as good as as it is on the charts. Uh, once again, I kind of feel that that's misleading. Uh, it's very good for a Metallica album. It's not the best that they've done in recent, but it's very good. Um, I like like four. There's like to me, there's four standout songs on there, maybe five. The rest are like they're sort of just there, uh, but there is a couple of standout songs on there. Definitely, uh, the last, the very last song on there is phenomenal. I, I really like that song. Uh, Shadows follows is a great song. Crowned with barbed wire is another good one. Um, the what the other one, the darkness had a son. I think. Let's see, if darkness had a son. Yeah, if Darkness Had a Sun is good. Uh, there's a there's a solid block there between Lux Eterna and If Darkness Had a Sun uh, was good. In Inamorata is great. And and again, like most of the album is solid. It's a really solid album. Just missing, I think it's missing a couple of things. I think everybody's been pampered by them doing like wherever my, I may roam. Um, the Unforgivens. We've all I think everybody kind of expected there to be like. A song or two like that on the album. Maybe Metallica's overdoing that shit. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't. Maybe it just didn't fit the record the way it was gonna sound. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's a good album. But I can see why. I mean, you get a you get a hard rock album. To me, it's more of a hard rock. It's not necessarily metal. More like a hard rock album. But they've been trending that way for a while. Uh, I would like to get into the studio with Metallica. I would love if I if I could, I would go back and be a producer of music in my life. I would love to sit down with Metallica and be like, "Look, let me make you one of the greatest heavy metal albums of all time." Uh, let's let me just up and do you one album. We'll do one singular project, one album that puts metal back to where it needs to be. Um. We're going to show the new, the young kids how it's done. We're going to show the old heads that, hey, it can still be done. We're going to show the people that are just jaded to the metal music. But, you know, and and we'll do up one big album. We'll, we'll, we'll make it as heavy as we can go, fast thrash. Then we're going to drop it down. We're going to give us a ballad or two in there. You know, maybe something that's maybe not so ballad-esque, like a little bit more just melodramatic sounding. And let's do it. And then you guys fill in with your guys' creative ideas the other six or seven songs, five songs, whatever the case may be. And just let's do it. Let's let's go let's go let's let's do it. Let's make a metal album, put you guys back on the map and just you know, that's it. You don't gotta do all this press, the music will stand for itself. And I wish I could be there and, and ask them like about that kind of stuff. But I'm not. Again, once again, they do what they want to do. They're old. They're old heads. Uh, they've paid their dues. They've, you know, 
my childhood it was mostly Metallica. I still believe heavily Metallica and Metallica just in general I'm like I'll never stop not I'll never stop listening to that band. They don't They could have failed so many times, they never failed in until James Hatfield and Lars Ulrich and Kirk Hammett are good and dead. I mean I'm assuming Metallica will not uh, stop rolling and they're going to keep rolling so long as the core of them stays together. Um, but with that said, guys, uh, I'd probably give it like an 8 out of a 10. It's not as iconic as other albums, but it's pretty good. i give it a solid listen. If you haven't listened to it yet, listen to it. i give it two thumbs up. Um, but that's it for this episode, guys. Let me get this posted up and... We'll be talking some more stuff soon. Uh, we'll be going to be talking definitely upcoming other movies. And I got some concerts coming down the pike. So stay tuned, guys. Laters.